Hello, welcome back to Under Our Roof. I am Lizzie, and you just have me today. It is one more solo episode. I really do think this is the last one, at least for the foreseeable future. I promise this is not surreptitiously becoming a just me podcast. The podcast is way better when we're both on it. But thank you for bearing with me these weeks while Grace has been on tour and we haven't been able to record together. It's been fun coming up with my own um, episodes, but I, as I'm sure many listeners, are very antsy for Grace to be back and I promise we have great new content coming. I'm super excited to get back to recording podcasts together. It's always something fun that we like doing together. But I was thinking about what can I offer as one last solo episode that's something I think I have expertise in and something that came to mind that might seem a little strange as a topic, but I think I have a good one for you is ways of showing love from an Enneagram 2. So if you're familiar with the Enneagram typing system, we did an episode over a year ago now where we talked about our Enneagram types. Grace is a nine. I am a two. The two is known as the helper and twos tend to find value by seeing what they can do for other people, which is not as altruistic as it sounds. I mean, there can be unhealthy type twos that kind of manipulate by making other people rely on them. So I only say that because sometimes I feel like when you describe an Enneagram two, it sounds like goody two-shoes, like you just love helping people, but it's it's not that simple. Um, but I do think that I have developed some ways that I really like to show people love and to support people that I love. And also my love language out of the five love languages, which I haven't actually like read the full book or know that much about it, but from the few times I've taken the quiz, I always get gift giving as being my love language. So I think that's true, and I think it's like not as materialistic as it could sound, because for me, it's not like you have to give me gifts all the time and like bring me wrapped presents to open to keep me happy, or even that I do that all the time for other people, but just that like tokens of love are very important to me, both to give and receive. So like an example would be, you could pack a lunch for your kid, and that's like a gift in theory to, you know, it's more of an act of service, I guess, to pack a lunch, to make food for someone. But like the note that you put in the lunchbox, that's just like, I'm thinking of you. I love you. That is like what fires me up. Like the extra cherry on top, the token It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be completely free to give a gift of certain kinds. Like even like I found this leaf on my walk and it's so cool. I wanted to pick it and give it to you. Like that kind of thing makes me really happy. So I wanted to do a whole episode about Ways that you can give people gifts, make them, show them that they're special to you, support them in happy times and in sad times, and just ways of showing love. And I kind of broke this into three general areas that I want to talk about. First, I'm going to talk about celebrations, like how to make people feel special on their birthday, how to show people love when they're going through times of celebration. And then two will be difficult times, so helping people through times of grief or loss of other kinds or heartache or just life getting them down. Um, I have developed some ways that I try to do that for people in my life. And then three is going to be how you can show love to a partner, although I think and hope that it will be applicable as well 
if you have a roommate or a best friend or something like that that you want to show extra love to or just someone that's really important to you. It doesn't have to be a romantic partner. So let me know what you think of this. If you have more ideas, I would love to hear them. But without further ado, actually, that's not true. It's me. So I have a couple little caveats that I want to say um, before I get into the celebration part of this. So it is not perfect, my ability to do these things. It's very limited by whatever I'm going through at the time. I've heard the saying, I'm not sure who to attribute this to, but I've heard the saying for a long time, you can't pour from an empty cup. And there are times that my cup feels pretty depleted and I just can't really be there for people and show up for people in the way that I would like. So when I'm talking about these things, if they sound unattainable, I don't think they are, by the way. I think most of them are pretty doable. But if it seems like, oh, you could only have a perfect put together life if you're able to always do this for other people, just know that I am not always able to do these things for other people. This is like when my cup is full and I can really, uh, I have the time and the resources and the mental wherewithal to do these things. That's where I'm coming from. Not that I never miss a birthday or never fall short of helping somebody that's going through a difficult time. That's not true at all. I do fall short all the time. And the other thing is that this is work. And this is like, I guess you could say a pastime or a hobby, just finding ways to make people feel special. I'm not saying that it is effortless. It's not effortless. So if it sounds like a lot of work, to keep up with these things, um, maybe just pick like one thing that speaks to you that you want to do to show love to people or none of them, but maybe it just gets you thinking about ways that we can tangibly show love. Okay, so to start with celebrations, birthdays are special to a lot of people. Not everybody cares about their birthday, but I feel like everyone does kind of love getting a birthday card. That's my number one tip, honestly, for birthdays. I feel like people sometimes miss doing anything for somebody's birthday because in their mind, they're like, I'm going to find the perfect gift or I'm going to find something that's just really shows how special this person is. Like if it's a friend across the country or even a family member, and then you don't find that thing or you realize that if you ship something, it won't get there in time. But a card I feel like is honestly really special. There's been a lot of times that I've sent a birthday card to somebody in my life and they've texted me and said, you know, this was the only birthday card I got in the mail this year. It really meant a lot. And I think that it's kind of a dying art, not to sound like your grandma, but it is to send tangible physical mail. And speaking of that, I have a tip. If you are in the US and you live near Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's has great birthday cards and I think they're 99 cents. It's possible they've gone up in price a little bit, but I think they're like around a dollar for a card, which is so inexpensive. Like if you buy greeting cards, you probably know cards can be like $5 or more, frequently more, honestly, for a card. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be because people design them and they are pieces of art in a way. But um, if you want like inexpensive cards, Trader Joe's has great birthday cards. I usually buy a bunch of them when I go. Um, They have other occasions too, but it's nice to just get like a bunch of birthday cards to keep on hand. So I highly recommend Trader Joe's and just like having some stamps in a drawer somewhere and just keeping track of people's birthdays. I've talked about this on another episode, but I think it really helps to put birthdays in your calendar and set it up as a recurring thing every year and also set up like a 10-day reminder. So 10 days before someone's birthday that you want to remember, you'll get a reminder on your phone and that's enough time to like put it into action. You definitely don't need 10 days to send a card, but you might to like remember to get a card 
and remember to take the time to actually write one. So yeah, I feel like a card can be all that it takes to just let someone know that you're thinking of them, especially if you send it so that it actually gets there like before their birthday or right on their birthday. It really shows that they mean a lot to you because you actually remembered in advance. You didn't just like see it on social media. But as a tip, as people post for their birthdays and you see it on social media, put it in that day. Like, oh, I don't want to forget next year. So if you put it in when you see somebody's birthday come up, then you won't miss it next time. Um, if you want to do a gift, um, like send something to somebody, there's a few places that I like to use that make it simple. These are, by the way, not sponsored. If Grace was here, they would definitely make a joke about things being sponsored. But uh, anyway, or things not being sponsored. If you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you know Grace always likes to say that we don't have sponsors. But anyway... Um, these are just things I've personally used and liked. I like the company Greetable, G-R-E-E-T-A-B-L, I believe, where they have little like build your own gift boxes. You can just put something small, like a few candies or a cute like soap or um, a hair clip, like something small but meaningful in a little card. Um, they And they're pretty inexpensive, like maybe $15 or $20 with shipping. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm off on that, but um anyway those are fun another one is box fox that's like a bit more expensive but it's really nice to create it's sort of like a curated care package that they put together you select the items and then they send it and I've used that for my mom and for some friends and they've always really loved it another general good store to get like stock birthday items like little token gifts that you could just even keep in a closet and just give out when somebody's birthday comes up is paper source I love paper source in person. I have to just say, sorry if anyone is affiliated with paper source, they have like the worst shipping and customer service of buying stuff online. I've had horrible experiences buying stuff online, but I love their stores. And there's a store pretty close to my house here in LA. So like I go to their store and I'm not boycotting them for having the worst ever customer service online, but I seriously will never again buy online stuff for them because I've just had like nightmares more than once. So just a heads up, word to the wise. Um, okay, so then I was also going to say, in addition to sending gifts and cards and things for somebody's birthday, I really like to make a note, especially for the people closest to me, of big milestones other than birthdays. I kind of feel like this is the next level than just remembering somebody's birthday is Putting it in your calendar when somebody says something like, oh, I'm running a half marathon um, next month, just saying, oh, what day? And then putting it in your phone to just text them the night before and say, I hope you're doing amazing. And by the way, some of this stuff might seem kind of mundane or like basic, but the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm really getting into the nitty gritty of all the things I do to show love. So if these seem like second nature to you, then great. But anyway, I'm just, I'm getting into the minute and I kind of love that. Um, okay. So some other things like if somebody gets a promotion at work, if somebody gets a new pet, if somebody's moving, um, with all of those things, I love to just send them a quick text, like, Hey, remind me what day you're doing X and then saying, Hey, can I have your address? I'll even say like, if it's somebody that I know well enough to ask for their address, but I don't want them to be, I guess, weirded out. I don't know if they would, but you know, it's kind of strange to just straight up say like, what's your address to somebody with no context. So usually I'll say, 
hey, can I have your address? And I'll send the emoji with a little envelope that has a heart on it. And every time they're like, oh yeah, here it is. Like people kind of get, you don't have to say, I want to send you a card or I want to send you a gift. Please give me your address. I think you can just say like the envelope emoji. Can I have your address please? Or your mailing address. And then fire away from there. Um, But yeah, I feel like things like a new pet, a new job, um, people love to be celebrated. And those are kind of the little but yet big things in life that maybe nobody in their life actually celebrated them for. And so I feel like it's really special to remember to do those things. And then also just for just because like, if you have the means to send flowers to a friend just because, like, how incredible for them to just feel like they were thought of. I love that. Um, one recommendation I do have for flowers is a site called Bloom Nation, where it pairs you. You type in the zip code of where you want to send the flowers, and it brings up all the options of local florists. I use that all the time, like, pretty much every time I send a friend flowers, which I like to do for my friend's birthdays a lot or just for special occasions. Um, I usually use Bloom Nation and I've had, I've always had like great experiences doing that. So I highly recommend that one. Um, another just because thing that's super small, but special is to kind of have a tradition or start a tradition of sending something that makes you think of your friend. So one of my best friends does this a lot where she goes on these morning walks and she'll send me whenever she goes on the walks, like she calls them morning marvels. And she started putting them on her Instagram story too. But she um, lives in a really cute neighborhood in LA. And in the morning, she will text me like, this is my morning marvel. It made me think of you like a picture of a butterfly that she passed on her walk or flowers in somebody's yard. And just, it is so special. I look forward to it. Like she doesn't text me every single day, a morning marvel, but every now and then I'll get like, hey, this was one of my morning marvels. It made me think of you, this like cool cactus. I thought you would like it. And it's just such a special and like completely easy, no cost way to just tell somebody that you think of them. And as you do it more and more, I feel like it becomes this special tradition to look back on over time. Okay. So turning to a difficult time, if you know somebody that is grieving a loss or maybe lost their job or um, lost a pet, really any any hard time, even like is just having a terrible week, not for any specific reason, but we all have them. So I know that it can be daunting to support somebody, especially if they're going through a big loss. Um, and it's tempting to just say like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Let me know if I can do anything. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But if it's somebody that you really want to help, I find that saying like, let me know if I can do anything to help rarely really helps because most of the time people are not comfortable enough to say like, you know what, there is something you could do to help. So I like to be kind of assertive, especially if it's somebody I know well. Like if it's somebody I don't really know well at all, then it can be inappropriate if they're going through a lot already to try to like push things on them that they may already have covered by other people in their life. So I'm not advocating for like accosting people with asking to do things for them if they're going through a loss, but for close people in your life or even like a stressful time, I'm kind of generalizing when I say loss, but even just like they're not, they're sick or their family member is sick, something like that. I say the number one thing you can do is feed them, give them food. You have to be a little bit careful with that 
because you don't want to create a burden of something they have to deal with. You don't want to give them dishes that they have to then clean and get back to you. You don't want to give them perishable food that they have to use up and they may not be prepared to do that. So I would say rule of thumb, freezer meals. And with that, you do want to give a heads up and say like, I'm going to drop off six freezer meals. You can stick it in your freezer and eat it any time in the next month or two. When can I drop them off today? Like, don't say, what would you think about me making you a freezer meal or buying you a freezer meal? I feel like really to be helpful, you just have to go for it. And you say, I have these meals. I would love to drop them off. What's a good time when you'll be home to put them in the freezer? And you don't have to eat them right now. They're frozen. You can have them anytime. I have made freezer meals for people that have lost somebody just so if they're hungry, they don't have to think about it. And I'll put instructions just saying like, you know, you can put this in the oven straight from the freezer, cook it for an hour at this temperature, and it'll be bubbling like casseroles, things like that. I mean, it's kind of basic stuff. Like if you grew up in church, like I did and Grace did, it's kind of like church food, but honestly, that's what's easy. And sometimes that's what's comforting. So I like to do that kind of thing. Um, Non-perishables is great too. Like obviously it's hard to make whole meals from just non-perishable things, but stuff that they might like to have, stuff that people might like to have around the house, snacks, just easy stuff that's not going to go bad. Even like kitchen essentials and basics, if you have reason to think that they don't have those things on hand. And then you don't even really need to give them warning. You can just drop it off and you can text them like, hey, I just left some non-perishables on your porch. Even if you're not home, like do not worry, um, pick it up whenever, but just thinking of you. And I think that really means a lot. I've tried to drop off just bags of like goodies, like snacks and stuff for people that are going through a hard time. And I think it it means a lot because it's not a burden. Like even if they just shove it in a pantry and don't even open the bag for a few weeks, it's not like a burden that they have to sort right away. Another thing, like if you know somebody's kind of in more of a time of crisis or just really not doing great, I like to text and say, unless you already have dinner plans, text me your order from blank, like restaurant, I'll drop it off around blank. Or like, let me know what address to send Grubhub and what you would want. I mean, I I realize a lot of these things, like, they do cost money. So if it's not possible, it's not like these are the only things you can do to be there for somebody. And I'm actually going to give some other ideas too. But if you have the means, I think like just feeding somebody, even one meal, that they don't have to think about or like if they're in the hospital or if they're like visiting somebody in the hospital rather finding out is there a starbucks in the lobby or in the building of the hospital and if so like sending them an e-gift card for starbucks that kind of thing i think can just really make somebody feel like they don't have to make so many decisions and they don't have to just make just think constantly about like what to eat and what to do so i think taking the food issue out of the equation, which is obviously necessary for survival, can really help. And of course, think about dietary restrictions and all that stuff. But also, if you, if there's somebody, if either sending food or giving food is not an option or it doesn't really make sense on the circumstances, I think also just trying to take care of things for them and try to make their life easier. Saying, hey, can you leave a basket of laundry out that you need done, I will pick it up and drop it back off. If you have access to a laundry machine, just saying like, I'd love to do your laundry for you. I'd love to come over and tidy for you. If that would help, I'd love to do dishes. I'd love to help you write thank you notes 
for flowers from a funeral, something like that. By the way, I don't think that you need to write thank you notes for flowers from a funeral, but I grew up in the South and people do those kinds of things. So if there's somebody that's just overwhelmed by the crush of life, which life never stops, even when you're grieving or going through a hard time, just saying like, can I help you with paperwork? Can I help you sort your mail and help you figure out what's going on with expenses or just things that have to happen? Um, also offering to help with pet care. Obviously, people that are going through a hard time probably want their pets around, although maybe it would help like if they're injured or sick, just saying like, hey, can I take Fido for the next week? He can sleep at my house. I'll drop him off happy and healthy. And that's just like one less thing for you to do. I've offered to do that for friends like, hey, can I take your dog? I know that you have to go out of town for something hard. Like, I'd love to just take care of your dog for you. So stuff like that or childcare, if that's something you're comfortable and able to do. My thoughts on flowers. I personally, when I've been going through a hard time, I actually really love getting flowers. I know that's kind of common, like sympathy flowers to send, like it's sort of a traditional thing. But I know some people don't like getting flowers because it's like something you have to deal with and take care of. And so just a thought, like depending on the person, I I think it's lovely when you may be grieving to be like surrounded by signs of beauty and signs of people caring and loving and thinking about you. But people, I feel like, are kind of divided on that one. Like, sometimes people specifically don't want flowers during those times, so bear that in mind. And another thing about people that are going through a tough time is that I feel like there's a point at which people stop checking on them, and it may be longer or shorter depending on the nature of the difficult time that they're going through. But like if somebody, you know, loses a grandparent, let's say, and everybody, they may post about it on social media. That's, I feel like, how we get our news from our friends these days. And they'll get a bunch of sympathy right away. But then maybe a month later, like no one's asking how they're doing at that point. So I know it sounds like kind of clinical. I am always advocating for setting reminders for things. But like put a reminder in your phone one month after something hard happens for your friend, just as a reminder to check in on them. Like a month passes and people really do forget about what's going on in other people's lives, which is very understandable. But I just think it can be really nice to know that somebody's still thinking of you and people are still understanding that like the hard time for you doesn't stop just because other people aren't really thinking about it anymore. So definitely remember to check in if you can. Honestly, that could mean just as much as helping them in the moment, just knowing that or helping them like right after something difficult happens, checking in later can mean just as much because fewer people are going to be thinking about them at that point. And lastly, on the difficult time piece, I would say if you don't know the person that well, like sometimes I will see just through the grapevine or through, again, social media that somebody that I don't really know, like haven't talked to in five years, is going through something really hard. And I feel like it can be kind of intimidating almost to reach out like do they really want to hear from me right now when we haven't talked in years like I would probably just be adding to the noise but I'm saying this to myself just as much as anyone else because I'm not great about this but really I think it cannot hurt to say to somebody that you maybe haven't talked to in years 
send a message and say, no need to respond. I know we haven't spoken in a long time, but please know that I'm sending my love to you. I'm thinking of you. And, um, you know, I, I see that X happened or you obviously don't have to go into the details if it's painful, but something just like, I saw your post. I'm thinking of you. Please feel no need to respond, but just know that I'm sending my love. I really think that people can shy away from doing something like that because it's awkward if you haven't talked in a long time, but difficult times, times of grief, um, they can really bring people back together. And not even that that should be your motivation, like to get back in somebody's life, but I do think it's worth reaching out. I don't think that can ever hurt if you do it from a place of just wanting to let them know that they're thought of, even if you think a million other people are saying the same thing. I think Nobody, when they're going through something hard, wants to feel like other people don't care. So I think it's always human and appropriate to let people know that you care. Okay, so the third piece, loving a partner. And again, I'm using that broadly to mean romantic partner, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, but also your platonic bestie roommate or even family member, um, just somebody that's like your person that you really want to go the extra mile for and let them know that they're very, very loved. There are so many ways of doing this. This one's a really fun topic and I probably could do a whole episode. I'm sure I could do a whole episode about like how to show your partner how much you care or your person. But um, I'm going to just touch on a few things that I thought of as I was planning this episode. The main thing is that thoughtfulness, like truly being thoughtful and making somebody feel like they are very thought of, it takes time. If you have a birthday or something coming up that you want to give somebody a special gift or just let them know that they're really loved and appreciated, it's not going to be as easy if the week before you try to rack your brain to come up with the best possible gift. So what I recommend is stay thinking about it. So I love my notes app on my phone. I have a million notes for every little piece of my life. And I have notes for gift ideas for different people in my life. But I'm going to talk about Grace specifically because this is kind of about like your partner and showing them love. So I have a note that just has gift ideas, like things Grace mentions. And I highly recommend this because somebody in your life might mention offhand something that they wish they had or that they admire and then it you won't think of it again when you're later in six months trying to come up with a gift idea for their birthday but if you stay thinking about it and if you write it down secretly whenever they mention something like that it's honestly a piece of cake when you go to get them a gift you're like oh perfect they said they wanted this I know they haven't gotten it since then so that's ideal like a few things that come to mind are when you're out in a store and you're browsing and the person's like, oh, this is really nice, but like it's not in their budget or it's just not, they're not shopping for that right then, but they really admire something in a store. Keep a note of it, even like take a picture of it while they're not noticing and either get the same thing for them later or get the idea and then try to use that. So like we were shopping a while back for a friend's birthday present So we weren't shopping for ourselves, but Grace noticed these like cool rings and um, just commented like, oh, it'd be really cool to get something like that. 
And then for a going away present for tour, I scoured looking for something like in the same type of vein of what Grace had had admired. And I ended up getting Grace a ring and she really loved it and wore it kind of all through tour. So if you were there, you might have seen the ring. But it was all based on like a comment. I would not have thought of getting Grace a ring, to be honest, except that it was mentioned when we were out. So keeping track of that and also like another thing that I think can actually make a good gift is when somebody says like they lost something that they loved, that can be actually a really thoughtful gift. So like, oh, I lost my favorite sunglasses recently and I'm bummed. Like you might not be able to find their exact pair or get them the same ones. And that's not even really the point. It's not like a replacement thing. It's just like a, hey, maybe I can cheer you up and this can be your new pair of sunglasses or your new favorite pair. Something like that. Like a few years back, Grace left her headphones like in an Uber or something like a big like one of the pairs of headphones like goes over your ear like the big pair and um for Christmas that year I ended up getting Grace like a similar pair and she was super happy because she was like oh man I was like so bummed that I lost mine and sometimes when you lose something you can't immediately replace it whether because of money or just you can't find the same one or something so I think that can be nice if somebody mentions that they lost something that they enjoyed having to get them a new one for a gift and just keep track of that you don't have to like get it immediately another thing to show love to a partner that's not in the vein of gifts but more in like gestures is to just make decisions and kind of like make um just take the lead on things because it's always nice for the other person like Obviously, everyone knows how much it sucks when you want to go out to eat and the two of you can't decide where to go. I'm not saying in that moment be like, we're going here. I'm making the decision. But I love to just be like, oh, by the way, um, like on a weekend morning, on a Saturday morning, just be like, oh, by the way, tomorrow morning on Sunday, I um, have actually have a brunch reservation for us. And like, I will have just made the reservation, not asked Grace because we ha- I know Grace's taste pretty well at this point and what kind of food she'll want. So I love to just do that and kind of, it's like a surprise, but it's not even a grand gesture. It's just like a simple brunch out on a Sunday, but just to be like, I thought of it in advance. I wanted to spend time with you. So I made a reservation and like, obviously we can cancel it if there's something I am forgetting we already agreed to do, but yeah, like let's go to brunch. I already have the reservation. And I feel like that makes people feel really thought of because it's like you clearly spent the time to make a reservation and just plan out something ahead of time. So I know that seems simple, but I feel like that kind of thing can get lost. And um, anyway, I like to do that kind of thing. And in the same realm, actions really do speak louder than words. I feel like so many times when people I know express, let's just say, disappointment in their partner, whether in general and like they end up wanting to break up or just in a certain time it's because there's a lot of talk that doesn't get followed through on I'm not saying this is like the chief reason for disappointment in relationships but like it's definitely a common thing that I've heard friends say like you know my boyfriend said like I can't wait to like get you this thing that I want to get you or I can't wait to take you on this trip or I can't wait to you know, one day I'm going to make us breakfast in bed, stuff like that. Like it big or small, it's, and it's not about 
the means. It's not like, oh, one day I'll buy you a house. Like, I can see how that's kind of romantic. Like, one day when I have things together, like, I'm gonna, like, get you a diamond ring. Like, that's in every old-fashioned romance movie. Like, fine. That's not really what I mean. It's like, things like, you know, I've been really wanting to make a reservation somewhere nice and, like, take you out. Then do it. Then just do it. Like, so many of my friends complain about this. Thankfully, I don't really feel like I deal with this. But, like, don't don't say, hey, I want to do this thing. Like, oh, I would, one day I'm going to surprise you and clean the whole house. Like, I don't know why that, maybe you're listening and you're like, I don't do that and don't know anyone who does that. But I definitely feel like it's a thing. Like, and I've heard from a psychology perspective that if you talk about something enough like that, your brain starts to kind of like already think that you did it. So if you're like, oh, like I'm going to cook you a nice dinner this weekend. And then you just don't do it. It's disappointing for the person and like you kind of already get the satisfaction of like announcing that you're going to do this thing, but then you don't do it. And I feel like it's just kind of a definitely a sore spot in some people's relationships that I know. So I feel like show, don't tell. Like if you say, you know, I want to make you breakfast in bed this weekend. Don't say that. Just do it as a surprise. Like I'm a big fan of little surprises like that. Um And I don't mean to sound harsh, like, please know that I'm not referring to a situation where somebody, like, has a chronic illness, they can't actually do the things that they wish they could do, so they talk about it. I'm talking about people that just kind of, like, talk a big game, but then don't actually do these gestures. They more just, like, make empty promises. That is what I'm referring to, to be clear. But yeah, do things, like, that you don't even mention. Just do it and be like, here, I thought of you, so I did this. I feel like that means a lot more than talking about it. Aside from doing things like that that are more of a surprise, you can also totally ask for their input. And I love the idea of a shared Pinterest board or something like that where you both add ideas for dates or things that you might want to get for your house eventually and maybe you can surprise them and get one of the things or something like that. Like one way that we do that is on TikTok, we both... Because Grace's TikTok account used to be our shared account. It used to be the Baldridges. So if you're here from the Baldridges, that is like a legacy account now, essentially. And Grace took it over as the Semler account. But I still have the login. Like, I'm still logged into the account on my phone. So anytime Grace sees a recipe on Food Talk that looks good, Grace will favorite it. And then I can see it on my phone in the favorites folder of our TikTok account. And so I'll go through when I'm meal planning and there's plenty of times that I'm like, uh, this looks weird and complicated. I'm not going to do that. But there's also times where I'm like, whoa, this is actually really simple or really cool. And this looks delicious. So I'll get ideas that way. And it's, it's fun because like Grace will favorite things in our TikTok folder. And then I won't say like, oh, I'm going to make that. I'll just go get the ingredients and just make it. And then Grace will be like, oh, wow, like this is from the TikTok. And I'm like, yeah. So anyway, that's a fun thing to do. And then when you're spending time apart, I get this question kind of a lot. And especially now, because Grace and I have been apart for like several weeks and we used to be long distance. So sometimes I get the question of like, how can you show your partner love when you're not physically together? And that could definitely be its own episode. And we actually did an episode a long time ago on long distance dating. But in general, just let them know that you're thinking of them, even if nothing else, like little consistent things that you can do I think can make them feel really thought of and just have a sense of security of like something to look forward to even if it's tiny 
So like every day that Grace is gone, this isn't like a general rule, but this is kind of how it's shaken out. Every day Grace has been gone. In the morning, I send a picture of Bean, like especially a picture of Bean being like sleepy in bed in the morning. And that's kind of like something like Grace will be like, my morning Bean. Like I just send a, a morning picture of Bean. It's like something that I just love to do. And it's a little something just to be like, I woke up thinking about you. Here's our dog. Like, I don't even say those words, but that's the sense that it conveys. And then every afternoon when it's evening, East Coast time, because Grace has been on the East Coast for most of this tour, I'll say like break a leg and I'll always like, I don't even tell Grace this all the time, but I'll always like say a little prayer for Grace's show to go well um, right when it's starting. Like, so I'll always pay attention to the time. It's usually at like 4 or 5 p.m. California time. Grace will be going on stage. So I'll always like say a little prayer. And I have told Grace that I do that. And I think just these little things consistently, like every day I do at least those two things. Send a picture of, of Bean and say, break a leg to Grace and say a little prayer to myself. So I love doing those things just to keep it consistent and like every day is one day closer to seeing each other. So I feel like those little small things kind of make the time apart go a lot faster because it can be really hard to do big gestures when you're not in the same place. Like there's virtually no way for me to do a big gesture for Grace right now because they're moving locations every day. So I can't really like send something reliably and it just doesn't really, it just wouldn't really make sense for me to do that. But yeah, just little consistent things and Obviously, we've spent other time apart where we have been in one place but apart. And I love just continuing the theme of letting them know like how much you think of them when you're apart. Like One of the most romantic things Grace ever did when we were long distance is that as a gift, one time she gave me a flash drive, like one of those thumb drives that you can put into your USB on the computer. And it had like all these photos of our time together so far. This was when we had only been together for like a year or even a little less than a year. And it also had some Word documents that were like a journal from when Grace had first visited me, like one of the first times we ever really spent like the weekend together because we were long distance. So for us to just hang out, Grace like had to basically visit me. But anyway, it was like a brain dump of like when Grace got home, just wanting to remember the whole weekend. So it was like a play-by-play of the whole weekend, which was crazy to read like a year later and really sweet. So things like that that are simple, like, yeah, you can send them flowers. Yes, you can have gifts delivered or send them like a Grubhub thing to be able to get dinner. And those are really nice, but I feel like just the consistent, like, I am thinking of you, I wish we were together is kind of the most romantic and the most special. But overall, my this is kind of like wishy-washy, but my last big takeaway is just the best way to get better at showing love, whether to a partner or to celebrate a friend or to support a friend going through a hard time, is just to listen and remember and use your tools to be able to remember. So it's not like you have to have a perfect memory, but write things down in your notes app, set reminders on your calendar. And just kind of treat it like any other little hobby. Like, okay, my hobby is to show love really well. And so I'm going to use different tools to do that. And I'm going to make it like kind of just something fun that I do on a regular basis. At least that's how I feel about it. And it makes me really happy. Again, I'm an Enneagram too. And my love language is gifts. So if all this stuff sounds like a bit much, 
to you, then that could be because that's just my personality. But I hope you enjoyed and at least got one thing out of this episode that you might like to do in your own life. And next time you hear this podcast, Grace should be back with me. I'm nearly certain that will be the case. So have a great day wherever you are, and thank you for listening.